Welcome to Don't Quit, where you come to be encouraged to live a better life full of joy and purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am really excited today because we are talking about a topic that I think if you have read the book or watched the movie, which you may have because it just came out recently in theaters, you are going to love this episode. And don't click off if you have not watched the movie or have not read the book. Be sure to listen to this episode and then go and read or watch one of those because they are really good. You're going to learn so many things and I'm just really excited. So today we are talking about what the book and the movie Where the Crawdads Sing can teach us. And Where the Crawdads Sing is a book written by Delia Owens and she is just a phenomenal writer. And I'm going to give you some uh, little information about the book first. So just to start this out, if you have not read the book or seen the movie, it is about an abandoned girl named Kaya who raises herself in the dangerous marshlands of North Carolina. And for years, rumors of the marsh girl haunted Barkley Cove, isolating the sharp and resilient Kaya from her community. Drawn to two young men from town, she opens herself to a new and startling world. However, when one of them is found dead, Kaya immediately becomes the main suspect. As the case unfolds, the verdict as to what happened becomes increasingly unclear, threatening to reveal many secrets. So hopefully that piques your interest and you want to go and read that book. But I really loved it. I have not read in a while. I love reading, but being that I have little ones, I have a five-year-old and a one and a half-year-old, it's kind of hard to find the time to read. And so I found this book. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's just because I haven't read in a while or just because it's a well-written book, but I do think it brought a lot of great distraction and just really absorbed me into the story. And I just enjoyed the wholesomeness also that I found from this book. So I'm going to give you a few interesting facts about the book that I actually did not know um, before reading it or watching the movie. And so the book, Where the Crawdads Sing, was actually inspired by the author, Owen's mother, who encouraged her daughter to explore the woods near their home in rural Georgia growing up. And she would say, go out yonder where the crawdads sing. Crawdads are actually a freshwater crayfish, if you didn't know, and no, they don't sing. And Owens would eventually find out that the phrase isn't literal, it just refers to being so deep in the wilderness that you can hear things that you couldn't ordinarily hear. Owens also wrote the ending first, and that is her favorite part of the whole novel. And I think they did a fantastic job in the movie to end that on just, it was really, really good. I won't give anything away, but definitely watch the movie. The third fact that I found really interesting was the book's success actually surprised the publishing industry because at the time sales of adult fiction had gone down so much that even among established authors, where the crawdads sing is an anomaly, which is pretty cool. So as I was reading this book, I just really loved how it brought me to really think about a lot of things in life. And I think when a book brings you to um, questioning your life's priorities, wanting to maybe change some things in your life, it's something worth looking looking at. And that's why I started thinking, this is a really popular movie and really popular book, and why not dive into this and have a conversation about that on the podcast? Because I think we can really learn a lot, and I think that we can even learn some things about mental health, which is pretty cool too. So we're gonna dive into the most obvious thing we can learn first, which is human connection. 
If you have read the book, you know that Kaya longed for human connection. She was abandoned. She was lonely. She was probably scared. There was a lot of emotion going on, but she did not have anyone really around. And as it says in the book, she became friends with even the seagulls. Like they were her buddies. And I think in the movie, they kind of showed that a little bit. But in the book, it really, really told how important they even were to her. And without this basic, most important part of life, she began to lose trust. When you don't have human connection, you do start to lose trust. She lost trust in people. She lost trust in humanity. She avoided people at all costs and she felt judged and and embarrassed whenever she was around people. And then it was amazing to see too how the more lonely and isolated she became, the more she accepted that and didn't want to break free from that. That was her new normal. Even Tate was worried when he was dating her because When he went off to college, he started to think that maybe she could never even live anywhere else because she was so used to living alone in the marsh. And so it became her new normal. It became who she identified as. And that's just a reminder. Really question your priorities right now. Are you in a place where you want to be or are you just living that status quo life and becoming comfortable with your environment? Loneliness is estimated to affect 10 to 20% of adults who lack companionship or consider themselves left out or isolated from others. And what's sad is loneliness is not only a feeling, but it also becomes a health problem. The chances of hypertension and immune system dysfunction, as well as even a risk of suicide can happen when you are lonely. Lonely people also are typically more prone to major psychiatric disorders and cognitive decline, and they even can deal with an increased risk of dementia. And the craziest part of all is that when you are lonely, the health risks that, that come alongside loneliness, like some of the ones I even just mentioned, they are equivalent to obesity or smoking 15 cigarettes daily which is crazy because it just goes to show us how we were created to be social beings. God wanted community. He wanted us to be together with others and to celebrate him and to worship him and to serve him. And I think that in this book, you can see how loneliness didn't really serve Kaya well, although there were some aspects that I noticed that I liked about what she embraced. Like for instance, I loved how she embraced nature. And that's one thing as I read the book, I just realized that I wanted to take that into my own life. And it's funny because since like I love plants, I just I've always loved plants, especially indoor plants. I have too many to count right now. I'm looking around my room actually right now and I see so many in every single room because I just love to collect them and they bring me such peace and joy. But I love how Kaya collected feathers and it was funny. I was at recently at our small group pool party and we were just hanging out and I found a blue jay feather in the backyard and just finding that feather brought like a whole new meaning to collecting nature And it just instantly reminded me of Kaya from where the crawdads sing. And it was just heartwarming. And I think I'm going to be implementing this more in my boy's life. Like we go outside every day, but I'm going to give them, I'm going to really encourage them to like stop and slow down and really look, look on the ground for those little pieces of nature that we often just overlook in the busyness of life. And I love that about Kaya, how she enjoyed collecting feathers. She enjoyed learning about the shells, learning about the animals and all that she could about the little insects 
and the birds and just everything she could learn about in nature, she did. And I think that's actually more powerful than we realize and brings more peace and stability to our mental health than we realize. I think that the, the, idea of grounding, just walking barefoot in nature. I get worried about stepping on bees at times or, you know, ticks and all that kind of thing. But sometimes I think you just need to feel nature under your feet and remember how God created everything that we touch. The second thing we can learn from this book is survival. Kaya finds amazing creative ways to survive and not just survive, but she thrives through many crazy circumstances. And if you've read the book or watched the movie, you see how she had to literally make her own food constantly. She had to find ways to provide for herself. She didn't have money. She had to make money. So she would dig up muscles to sell, um, to try to just make any money she could. And I often think it's sad that we've lost the art of just wholesome skills. I have also implemented, um, I'm going to start this fall and I just want to encourage the boys as they grow up to learn life skills. I want to give them opportunities to learn wholesome skills. And that can be anything from gardening, canning, writing poems, reading poems, musical instruments, learning car maintenance, having tea parties, or learning the art of entertaining and using our manners, you know, cooking, baking, sewing, reading. And at one point, I actually, this is just a funny side story for a while. I said to Rick, let's just light candles at night. Like once the the boys go to bed, let's just not use any light and use candles. And I think he probably thought I was crazy, but honestly, I just miss those wholesome enriching experiences. And I don't think we realize how big of an impact. I know I said that a little earlier, but I think they really do have a big impact and they bring joy. I know since I started reading and where the crawdads sing is actually the first book I've read in quite a while now because of being busy with little ones, but it brought a lot of joy and it reminded me how I have to make reading a priority. Even if it's just one page a day, I want to slow down and just read because it brings me peace and helps me take my mind off maybe what's going on in my life at times to look at something else that I don't have to really think that hard about. I can just enjoy. And I know as a mom, I'm definitely thinking hard about a lot of things, whether it's discipline and making sure I get parenting right, or it's cooking for the kids or just providing fun for them. There's always something to think about. So being able to slow your mind down and not have anything to think about can be really beneficial. I think there's just something really life-giving and wholesome about timeless traditions. And because of technology, we have lost a lot of these skills. So I encourage you, read this book, watch the movie, and then find ways in your life that you can bring some wholesome traditions back. I know Kaya absolutely loved going on picnics and when the men that were interested in her would come along and take her on picnics, it was always something she really cherished. And I think even that in our life, we've lost just the simplicity of taking a lunch out back to the yard or maybe taking it to a park, just packing things and eating on the on the go outside and in, in nature is just something really special. Kaya also loved writing poems. And I know for me, I got a poem book recently at a bookstore, another one of my my timeless traditions, just shopping at bookstores. They are really, really wonderful. But I bought a poem book where it encourages you to write poems as well as just reading a poem each day. I also got a kid's one for read. And I just want to encourage him to think about poems and writing them and the words that they have to say can be impactful. If you try out adding some fun life skills to your life, I think you're going to realize that you learn self-reliance, 
and it will build confidence and show us how DIY methods are actually just as useful as commercial ones. Sometimes we think we need to buy everything or we shop at the dollar store because it's cheap, but sometimes that doesn't make us feel as fulfilled as actually slowing down and making that cleaning product on our own. Or like, you know, sometimes I get mad at myself because I love a good Starbucks coffee, just the black coffee. I just love how dark it is. Same with the Dunkin' Midnight Roast. It's one of my favorites. But honestly, there's nothing like brewing your own coffee at home, making a pour over or French press, and just taking that time. We always wanna speed things up in life, but I really think the power is in the process and slowing down and enjoying making something on your own and the satisfaction of seeing that end product, even if it's as simple as a cup of coffee, makes you feel really good. Now, the third thing that I learned from Where the Crawdads Sing is education. Now, I was homeschooled my whole life up until 16 years old when I went to a community college and took classes. I just gradually took them slowly as I went and I I built up to more and it was an amazing experience. So, I cannot thank my mom enough for the time and effort and love and guidance and just she gave her all to my experience and it was a phenomenal experience. I look back on my childhood and think that I had probably one of the best childhoods that anyone could have. I had experiences beyond anything that I could imagine. We traveled all the time. We went to museums all the time. We got to see things up close and personal. I learned through experiences and I absolutely loved it. And that's the one thing I realized when I read this book with Kaya is she went into um, school one time and the kids made fun of her. And being that I was homeschooled and loved my experience, I definitely am on the side of realizing that school can be hard for some kids and some kids do absolutely fine. But I think that as Christians, we need to challenge ourselves that there may be a better way. And if you're listening to this and you have children in the public school, I am not trying to tell you what to do or be controversial here. And I hope and pray that I say this eloquently and that I don't hurt feelings because that's not my intention. But I do think that as Christians, we have a huge, huge responsibility to lead our kids to Christ. And I think that sometimes what they're teaching in public, not sometimes, I know that a lot of what they're teaching in public schools are not aligned with what we believe and what we know we want to go into our boys. And I know people have said, well, how is there going to be a light in the school system if we take our kids out, if we take all the Christians out? And I think that that is really expecting a lot of your little, little children that don't even know what it means to be a light yet. Yes, we are encouraging them and equipping them with what they need to go out into the world one day. I think the goal is to really build a firm foundation and character before we send them out. And we want to make sure that they're ready for that. And I don't think it is wise or fair to them to send them out before they're ready and hope that they can make it through. So I would encourage you, just a side note, really question Um, what you want for your future because I think, you know, our children are a blessing and if you don't think of them as a blessing, I pray that you would find a way to enjoy your children because sometimes it's just behavioral issues that we need to work through. But as one psychologist that I follow said, if you don't enjoy your children, you're doing something wrong. And I think it's so true. We have the power to make sure that we are enjoying them and raising them to be wonderful people. And yes, that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect 100% of the time. There's going to be 
bumps in the road of parenting. But overall, I think we can build an environment of fun and love and positivity. And that's what my parents provided me in my life as a child. And I just absolutely cannot thank them enough for that. I also think the Bible is one of the best examples of home education and just coming together as a family and teaching the children by example and being a unified team as a husband and wife to lead your kids. So I'm really excited for this opportunity in our lives. I'm thankful to be married to a man that understands, that supports, that loves the idea of homeschooling. He was homeschooled for a short time. And we're just really excited to make sure that our kids know how loved they are and how much God loves them. So of course, I see the importance in traveling to learn, in learning through experiences, and I also see the importance of book learning. I know Kaya in the movie, she experienced and learned so much about nature and that's where she lived. That's what she had right in front of her, the opportunity that was there. And you know, some of the other kids might have book smarts, but they knew nothing about the marsh or nature. So I think we all have smarts in different ways. And that doesn't mean one person is smarter than the other. It just means that we are gifted with certain opportunities and we understand or know more about certain things than others. And that's absolutely fine. That's great. I know for me, what I want most of all is I want my kids to know without a doubt who they are to God and I want them to know that they have a purpose for their lives. Just like I talked to you guys about, there is such a huge world out there and God has us here for a reason and we can reach out and find that reason and it's going to lead to a very fulfilling life. So now as an adult, I realize even more the importance of learning. And if you stop learning, you are going to start aging. As Albert Einstein said, once you stop learning, you start dying. And this is really a proven fact and something I know I think about frequently. I absolutely love this podcast because it stretches me daily to discover new topics to talk about. And sometimes I think I probably come across as though I know what I'm talking about, but please understand that I am just learning right along with you and I'm working through these things and trying these things in my life as well. I think education in later life can actually be defined as acquiring knowledge and new skills in a conscious and targeted manner. There are a few benefits to learning later in life and I would encourage you if you feel like you've kind of hit a dead end in learning, you're older, you just don't really feel like you need to learn anything, I would challenge you to find something because it is more important than we realize and not just sitting at a desk. I am not, that is not how I was raised. My mom was a teacher and she was amazing. She wanted more for my learning experience. And I always tell people, you don't need to be a teacher. You just need to love your kids. You are the best teacher there is for them. You were made for them. And if you're having fun with them, they will learn more than you could even imagine. Just through the experience of spending time with you, reading with you, writing with you, just having fun, running around outside, so much is going to be gained from that. So if you are older here and you're just wanting to learn more, I know for me, I am in this place as well. I want to keep learning. It keeps you healthy and active. It keeps your brain sharp. It gives you an emotional boost. It literally boosts your self-esteem. Once you learn a new skill, you actually feel stronger and more confident in all areas of your life. It enables us to meet more people, which is exciting. You have the opportunity to connect with people who are learning the same thing as you, maybe through classes or online, and then it positively impacts our mental health. 
It helps us have a sense of identity, ability to cope, and a feeling of purpose in life. A few ideas that you could try to tackle if you want to learn something new would be, say, photography, flower arranging, drawing, scrapbooking, golf, any sport, a cooking class. Those are just a few ideas, but I think it's awesome to start picking up some things that you would like to learn. Just try, just take baby steps, learn little by little, pick up a book and read. I have started a fun little hobby of going to thrift shops and picking up books that I have a whole list that I just am so excited to read. And I love reading like the New York Times bestsellers or the international bestsellers just because I have limited time. And so I try to find some wholesome books on there that I can enjoy. And I think it's really fun to try to find them at thrift shops because you spend less money and you save them from wherever they're going to go, probably the trash, which is sad because I absolutely love books. I hope to have a library one day, a really big, expansive library of lots of books, but we'll see if that ever happens. But I just think there is so much to learn from this book and movie. I want you to go out, go get the book, find it and read it before you see the movie. I think it's really fun. And to end this episode, I think what we can realize is Kaya wanted no matter what to trust people. And I think that God created us to have a good heart that loves and trusts others. And if you are in a situation that you don't feel like you can trust anymore, you've lost trust, maybe you have childhood trauma, maybe you have trauma in your marriage or with your kids or so many different situations that could happen to you in life, I just want you to know that God cares and that he wants you to be reconciled to him. He wants restoration in your life. He sent his son to die on the cross to forgive us no matter what we've done in our life, what we've gone through that we need healing from. He is there for us and he's waiting for us to be reconciled to him and to just be made whole. And so wherever you are, I encourage you to seek him out to ask him to come into your heart. He is waiting with open arms and an open heart to accept you into his life. And he would love to have you as part of his family. So I encourage you, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus today, reach out to him. He's waiting for you and it will be the best decision of your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking about a little something different today. And I think that it was a really fun topic to tackle. I love this book. I love this movie. Can't say it enough. Go and read and watch. And I will see you next Wednesday. Episodes come out at 5 a.m. every Wednesday. Thank you guys. And be sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps this channel so much.